All right, so this is take two of my new concept of Michigan Facts and News Roundup. So this is being recorded on November 6th, 2022. I'm going to have sort of a facts sandwich aspect to this, and then there's going to be some news commentary in the middle. So the first fact sandwich, like the introductory part using Wikipedia, uh, Michigan is a state in the Great Lakes region of the upper Midwestern United States with a population of nearly 10.12 million and an area of nearly 97,000 square miles. Michigan is the 10th largest state by population, the 11th largest by area, and the largest by area east of the Mississippi River. So that's me using Wikipedia, obviously one of the most trustworthy sites known to humankind. Um, but I can put that sarcasm aside because in this case, I do think Wikipedia has the basic facts correct. So Michigan is known as the Great Lakes State, or you might call it the Upper Midwestern Great Lakes State if you want. And like many places, there are some aspects of it that are good to great, and others that might be considered absolutely disgusting, depending on your point of view. For example, even in the UP or the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, where I live, which is generally considered to be nice and with a low crime rate and all that, you'll still find people who are assaulted, they get into fistfights, and I even personally know someone whose grandmother was murdered. So, you know, it's not it's not 100% free of crime or anything like that. So even in small-town America, Michigan, things are not absolutely perfect. As another example, you might hear that everyone is so nice and neighborly in the UP, but that's not always true. Sure, you'll find some people who reach out to you just to see how you're doing and that kind of stuff, but you'll still experience some uh-oh moments, just like most other places on Earth, and I think you can find plenty of neighborly people, you know, throughout the world, even in large cities, so I don't think, you know, it's that special um, or unique, um, especially not on ab some absolute basis. And yes, this is where I will get into Michigan politics a little bit, because, you know, I want to say that things are not perfect here. This is the middle part of this little Michigan sandwich, the news portion. So I'm just going to say we have some problems with right-wing nutjobs in Michigan and even where I live, the UP. So, you know, I'm going to get into that right now. As an article in the New York Times notes, it says the Upper Peninsula hasn't always been a Republican stronghold. Fueled by copper, iron ore, and nickel mines in the 1800s and 1900s, the region had a strong economy and a large union workforce who were loyal Democrats, while the rest of Michigan handed a big presidential victory to George H.W. Bush in 1988. The Upper Peninsula voted for the Democratic candidate Michael Dukakis and followed up with a near sweep for Bill Clinton in 1992 and a, to a totally blue map in 1996, while the Upper Peninsula voted for George W. Bush twice. It gave Barack Obama a narrow victory 
in 2008. So that's from the New York Times. It's kind of important to remember that when we're talking about, you know, what's in the news here. When they talk about red states and blue states and purple states, just remember things can change. And uh, actually right where I'm living is proof positive of that. So that's one clear reason it's foolish that the Democratic Party has largely avoided even talking about the place where I live. I mean, they really suck at strategizing. You know, that's, I think, something we're finding out with the midterms really overall. If they actually paid a little more attention to areas considered rural, they could actually make a connection and maybe actually get some votes out of the deal. And hell, as the New York Times makes clear, it would actually just be reestablishing connections in some of these cases. You know, we, we used to be more of a blue state area. Um, but you know what? People like Hillary Clinton have failed to make the connection to our voters, which is partly how she barely lost the state in 2016. I think if her campaign just paid a little more attention to places like ours, even just acknowledging they exist, it could have contributed to a win rather than a loss. You know, just my little theory here. Now it seems our governor, you know, the current one, Gretchen Whitmer, and Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson, are largely carrying that burden. And I gotta tell you, she has not done the worst job at occasionally visiting the UP. You know, Gretchen Whitmer, or, or Big Gretch, as some people call her. Um, but then again, one would think that's actually part of her job anyway. So I don't know how you know much praise one should heap onto somebody for really just doing something that's expected of them. And if the Dems actually play their cards right, I think they could make the UP a Democratic Party stronghold and not just in the big city uh, county known as Marquette County. But I don't think they're playing their cards right. You know, they're just not focusing on these little areas. So what are some of the big issues that Whitmer has touched upon this election season? Understandably, abortion has actually been a big one. Um, so here's something from Politico. Uh, she said, I'm going to be working to draw investment into Michigan once we lock women's rights into law, she said in uh, an interview. And we have the best workforce, low cost of living, high quality of life, and women can make decisions about their bodies. That's the story I want to be able to tell. So that's the end of that quote from her. And, you know, it's a... Uh, it, you can say what you want about it, but she's made that pretty clear. And on the Wall Street Journal front, um, they note that Mrs. or Miss Whitmer has been under fire for the lengthy school closures, and she defended her record in a debate last week. Um, she Whitmer noted that kids were out of, you know, they were out of school for three months. And the fact of the matter is, education is what levels the playing field for people, and we've underinvested in it for decades, they quote her as saying. And the Wall Street Journal says, that's not the best line to change the subject. Um, so, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, it is true that education 
is pretty undervalued in the United States in many key ways. And, uh, yeah, I would say that as far as I know, Whitmer has not really done anything, you know, substantially negative as far as her school system goes, but I don't think she's also um, done anything particularly amazing. I think she's just kind of a middle of the road, you know, moderate kind of Democrat overall. And uh, you've also got an article by MLive.com that came out recently. And um, it's about the midterms. And it's uh, talking about Obama here. It says, while in Detroit on Saturday, October 29th, Obama said that re-electing Whitmer in the upcoming midterms was essential and slammed Republicans as only being interested in cutting benefits and allowing tax breaks for wealthy individuals. These days, Obama said, just about every Republican politician seems obsessed with owning the libs and getting Donald Trump's approval. He added, they're not currently at least interested in solving problems. So that's definitely true. Um, if you look at what the Republicans are talking about, and that's why it's such a shame that in these midterms, they're really elevating these these dumbass social issues that really, you know, half the time they have nothing to do with actual reality, yet people are still uh, apparently being animated by these ideas, really. I, I would say the GOP has been brandishing images of you know, an obedient white Christian mom, dad, Uncle Sam, and apple pie, and you've got this the majestic soaring eagle and, you know, the national anthem blaring over the loudspeakers as, you know, the kids bite into their Big Mac burgers and they praise God and Jesus and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's just really the the imagery the pop, the propaganda and it's paired with populist rhetoric and a bunch of weird talking points that have nothing to do with reality like currently they're lying about Michigan doctors they're claiming that you know if proposal 3 passes which is about abortion they claim that if that passes supposedly doctors are going to start committing sterilizations against children without parental approval is what they're claiming now, I saw that sign actually next to an Applebee's, and I was like, what in the hell kind of lies are they telling here now? Honestly, can, can you even think of a single example of a child being forcibly sterilized in Michigan or any other state, or any state that's like proposing that as like some sort of desirable policy or whatever? That's, that's just truly QAnon type type crap and uh but but i see that on a sign right next to the applebee's so it must be true right and uh i wonder how that works like it says without parental approval like are doctors going to be like going from house to house across the state of michigan like kidnapping kids and sterilizing them just randomly or or what what are they saying exactly where are they getting this from i think they're uh really uh digging deep for that one really. i mean if you think about what what in the hell are they even trying to talk about here 
Then there's the lie about kids supposedly using litter boxes in schools across the USA. You know, they're trying to make it seem like furries are suddenly everywhere. And as I said on Facebook and Twitter about this, if you actually think litter boxes are commonplace in schools, even for actual cats, you are a dumb motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, how are people believing this stuff? How are it's just it's just mind blowing that this is one of the uh, leading types of issues that they're really going with uh, this election season. And then they're talking about fentanyl laced Halloween candy. Well, um, no, even the old school uh, stories about you know kids finding razor blades in their Halloween candy, even that has been overwhelmingly debunked. And that actually seems like something that could happen. And I, I suppose somebody could put drugs in Halloween candy, but I don't see any factual uh, stories about that anywhere. You know, I suppose you can lie about it on social media, which is increasingly what social media seems to be for. But, um, you know, even anecdotally, I don't, I don't know of anybody who's um, been poisoned by Halloween candy or... Or uh, when I was a substitute teacher in some local schools, I didn't see uh, anybody with litter boxes. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I've I've known some a handful of doctors over the years. I don't know any of them who are like, I want to forcibly sterilize children without parental approval. So you know, it's just one of those things. They can just say whatever they want. Doesn't really have to have any basis in fact whatsoever. And apparently, some people are going to, you know, take this information, you know, uh, to heart, and they're going to vote for these stupid liars, I guess. Oh, and, you know, they've clung to Donald Trump's, you know, his level of sportsmanship, and they're guaranteeing that if some of them lose, they will claim it's solely due to election fraud, and then they'll say the Dems are just whining about how Nancy Pelosi's husband was assaulted with a hammer. You know, that's boo-hoo type of material. You, you know, you're, <laughs> Trump can claim to be an endless victim, but if somebody gets beaten with a hammer, they're not allowed to, you know, like, be like, oh my God, this is messed up, you know. And, you know, they're saying that January 6th was no big deal or it was a hoax and how Trump committing espionage with nuclear secrets involved is apparently... Perfectly normal, really no weirder than seeing seagulls at the beach or something like that. And uh, yeah, this is really going to be an interesting uh, midterm election coming up. There are some negative signs as far as the polling goes. You know, it seems like the Democrats are not going to have the blue wave that they're always talking about necessarily. But there has been record numbers of early voting which some speculate is a good sign for the Democrats. I don't know for a fact. Um, I guess it depends on how people are actually voting. And I've also heard that some of the uh, areas of the country that used to be more red or more purple, so to speak, are becoming bluer for various reasons. Again, I don't know to what extent that's true, but that's something I've heard as well. And uh, I'm going to stop talking about this right now. And we're going to get into the uh, final act here, the fact sandwich number two. 
you know, before uh, my blood pressure goes through the roof, talking about the inanity of the uh, midterms. So <laughs> population-wise, the majority of the state of Michigan is located within the lower peninsula. And again, it's two peninsulas, not just the bottom one. And there are not three peninsulas or four either. Two. You have the Lower Peninsula and the UP. So that's a little bit of the geography of, of Michigan. So these two peninsulas are connected by the Straits of Mackinac, a five-mile channel that joins Lake Huron to Lake Michigan. It also has 64,000... 980 inland lakes and ponds, which only adds to its title of the Great Lakes region, because there are plenty of great smaller lakes in addition to, to the lakes that are great in size. So here's another interesting fact. The Erie Canal was important in Michigan's growth as a state because it connected the Great Lakes to the Hudson River and New York City, uh, which meant more people would actually travel to the state of Michigan. So that's a little reminder of how interconnected U.S. states have been historically, in addition to the obvious fact that uh, Ohio borders Michigan and other states, so we get people coming in that way as well. But you know, the, the waterways are important too, and of course the ability for people to fly here uh, in an airplane and that kind of stuff is pretty important as well. Michigan also shares a border with Wisconsin and is obviously close to Canada. So, you know, we do occasionally have uh, relationships with Canadians in, in some respect or another. The Mackinac Bridge, sometimes called Big Mac, connects the Upper Peninsula and the Lower One. And the Straits of Mackinac are a five-mile channel. Oh, yeah, I, I believe I said that already, didn't I, about them connecting Lake Huron to Lake Michigan. But anyway, uh, finally, like other Midwestern states, Michigan is a contender for being the most American state of all time. You know, representing the, the greatest and the best, so to speak. And uh, that's, that's my... I wanted to end on sort of a happy note here, talking about, you know, how proud to be an American, or whatever the hell... God, that song sucks. I'm sorry I did that, actually. Um, but, you know, I wanted to leave on, like, a happy, patriotic fervor type of note instead of a more somber, woe-is-me kind of thing. So, anyway, that's the first crappy edition of the uh, Michigan News Roundup and Fun Facts. Well, specifically, the title is Michigan Facts and News Roundup. So I kind of botched the title right there toward the end. But anyway, hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, and always remember, you know, on your way to get your abortion and have your kid forcibly sterilized, be sure to bring a litter box along with you. It's always a good idea. <laughs>